Welcome back to Talk Murder Me Podcast. This is going to be a very short episode. Just something that I found very interesting. And have you guys heard of the St. Flannan Isle Lighthouse Keepers? No. Well, there was a movie about this that just came out, I think a few years ago, called Lighthouse. Is that the movie? Hmm. Let me see. It's called The Lighthouse. Oh, we should watch this as horror and drama. This is the movie right here, The Lighthouse. Okay. And you probably, let's see, it's got some famous people in there. William Defoe. Oh, I love William Defoe. Robert Pattinson. Who's Robert Pattinson? <laughs> he's from Twilight. Also, he's going to be the next Batman. Where do you see his name at? That. Right above Robert Pattinson. Oh, I see. Uh, I don't, he looks familiar. He's he's the vampire from Twilight. Wait, does that say Yarmouth Airport? Is that supposed to be taking place in... Like Yarmouth, England, or Yarmouth, Massachusetts? This, if it's based anything on the story, which I think it is, uh-huh. then it's would be based in Scotland. But I don't know. Okay. But I think I heard that it was like loosely based on this story. Um, this actually, I don't know if this is even fucking, is this, it's got to be related. Let me see. Um, There's a mermaid. A mermaid? Why don't you control F it? What the fuck did you just say to me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, control fucking F you. Oh, <laughs> uh, like shit. That. Well, maybe this isn't really based on it. I thought it was, man. Maybe I didn't see that anywhere. I was just like, ah, oh, it's got to be based on it. Yeah, it is right here. The lighthouse, the real life and story. Okay, well, let's Sweet. watch it after. I do love me some Robert Pattinson. Yeah, it is. Inspired by a true, unresolved 1900 mystery. Yep, it sure is. Sweet. And, all right, well, that's it. Now, this all is... All right, well, thanks, guys, for listening. <laughs> Just go watch the movie. <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> so, tonight, we're going to December 1900. Ooh. And... We're actually going to northwestern Scotland. There's a group of seven islets that make up the Flannan Isle. Now, let me... Is it Isle or Isles? Isles? Let me show you a picture of the Flannan Isles. Oh, I don't know. I was guessing. So, here they are right here. Oh, it's got negative reviews on Google. Uh-oh. There's the lighthouse. Hmm. I wonder if anyone says anything about this shit. Is the mystery solved or not? Oh. Went, wait, one said went there in 1900. I missed the second part. Went missing from the life. <laughs> Would not recommend. Okay, so the whole story here is three men go to this lighthouse. This is abandoned lighthouse. Now, as well, you're going to... already a note So it's already abandoned. No, 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 I shouldn't say abandoned. Okay. It's, it's actually a brand new lighthouse, oh. but the island itself, it... And I'll get to this, but it has mystical powers in the island. And no one around the Scotland area that know of this island would dare even spend one night on the island, even today, because of the the history behind of it, behind of it, because the history behind it. Right. Mm -hmm. But who you're looking at right now. These three men, if you want to describe these dapper gentlemen. All oh my gosh! Look at this Whoa. guy's stash, bro. That stash could cover his head. <laughs> Holy shit! 
Yeah, that, that, that looks <laughs> that's excessive. fake, honestly, but I'm impressed. I'm very impressed. It looks like it's like stash and then lip and then beard. Do you have to under. like push it up to eat? Like, how do you do that? Yeah, there's got to be a lot of food particles that you I can, can get There's up in no there. way. I mean, that. So I'll put this on talkmarter.com, but this guy in the middle, his mustache is, you can't even see his chin on I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> they're all epic mustaches. Yeah. But, uh, but, I mean, that one just, it looks like a dustpan over his head. <laughs> yeah, a dustpan yeah. brushed over his lip. <laughs> All right. So who you're looking at is Thomas Marshall, James Ducat, and Donald MacArthur. They were all experienced seafarers and ship hands as well, with over, between them all, about 100 years of experience. So wow. this is what they've been doing for their entire life. Mm-hmm. Now, they're lighthouse keepers. Well, they're brand new lighthouse keepers. They've never kept a lighthouse before. Uh, well, that's a, so they're rookies when it comes to this occupation. Yeah, exactly. And they're going to a haunted island. Or it wasn't haunted. In, well, they yeah. don't. They don't know it's no. It was haunted. Oh, yeah. okay. okay. But they don't know it's haunted yet. Well, the I mean, I guess because in 1900 news didn't get around as fast. But I feel like with a haunted island, if locals know that you shouldn't be at that island. Were they from the area where they might know? Or? No. So here's the problem. The the island itself is called Eileen Moore. E-I-L-E-A-N space M-O-R. It's one of the seven islets that make up this entire Flannan Island. They've been having a problem. Now, this problem has been going on for hundreds of years. No one can see. Since you saw the Flannan Islands, how it's just spaced out and just right there. The problem is no one can see it. A ship captain, there's been hundreds of ships that just ran into it because they can't see it. I know, I know it's different these days because we have technology, we have radar right. and stuff like that. Well, I guess they still use lighthouses, but they don't depend on them like right. they used to. Right. When you have a ship that's nothing but wood and you're out there in the sea, I'm talking about the middle of the ocean where there's nothing for hundreds of miles in either direction. And you're relying on one light on the ship to just scan 360 degrees, you know, you may miss it. You may not know where you're at on the map exactly because everything, everything around you is the exact same. It's just water. Mm-hmm. There's a huge problems with these ships actually running into this islet, this island. Mm-hmm. So they decided the best island to put a lighthouse would be this Eileen Moore. It was a very tall island. It was the tallest one island that was out there. Now, keep in mind, if you go and look this up, it is is by Scotland. Uh, it is closest to Scotland, but it is still way out there in the ocean. Mm. Okay. Here, let me show you the Google map right quick. It's funny that we're doing a lighthouse story because I was almost going to carve a lighthouse pumpkin. Really? Yes, I was. But then I was like, no. What do you mean you were going to carve a, a lighthouse pumpkin? I was going to carve a lighthouse into a pumpkin when we were carving pumpkins earlier. <laughs> Jen, you can barely make a smiley face <laughs> in yours. <laughs> Plus, there's blood all over it where you hacked off your finger. <laughs> You're not wrong about the first part. I, I actually escaped with no injuries. So that was pretty good. All right. So here we go right here. This is the St. Flannan Isles, and we're looking at this right on Google Map or Google Earth. You see Scotland. Yeah, you see Scotland Mm -hmm. 
and Northern Ireland. Uh-huh. Of course, I, I knew where that was. I didn't have to look at a map or anything. Proud of you. <laughs> okay, so it's technically Scotland. Yeah, so this right here, there's... Lewis. There's some developed ta- developed towns, even in 1990. 100, right, 1900? 19, yeah, even in 1900s. There's some developed towns, even in 1900s, along this coast. Because I've read in several of these old newspapers that they could actually see the light coming from Flannan Isles. So, you know, light travels how fast, Jen? 360,000 meters per second. Very good. Right, right. I almost said that. I mean, he did not. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, I'm not even going to say that I attempted to try because. <laughs> so they could actually see the light from this or what they'll report to authorities when the light went out, because that's what they really saw. Right. Uh huh. The, the exact one we're going to is Eileen Moore, which is this big one right here. This is exactly where we're going. It's also the tallest one. Okay. So this is actually a really good image right here. So the lighthouse. I had a friend named Eileen Moore once. What happened to her? You act like she's. It's a mystery. <laughs> fucking dead or something. I actually didn't. I was just making oh. a joke. Oh. The lighthouse began its construction in 1896. But as things happen, it wouldn't be completed until 1900. Four years. That's not. Too terribly bad. They didn't have all of the machinery that we have now. Plus, it's far away. They got to ship stuff to the island, you know? Yeah. And if the island is haunted and they didn't want to stay there, they're going to have to live on a boat and go back and forth on the boat. Now, it's kind of interesting. The lighthouse is actually still active today, (laughs) although it's unmanned. So I don't think many lighthouses. I know the one in Sullivan's. They, um... I don't think they are required to be manned anymore. Okay, because... they can be automatic. Yeah, so this one has been automatic for 40 years. Now, what do you think the the surf or the ocean, the waves are on this island? Like, right around this island? You think I would they're pretty imagine bad? it's pretty yeah. rough. So, it's like, choppy. it's cold up there. And it's not a lot of daylight, especially in the winter. They have a lot of storms here. A lot of... A lot of storms develop here. I don't know. It's just the geography of it. But so is anyone actually living in the Flannan Isles? Not here. No. But let, let me. That's a really good question. No one lives there. But when ships would pass, they would notice sheep. Herds of sheep, actually. That's a lot of sheep up in that area. Grazing yeah. on the the island. The, it's very little grass. Let me show you a picture of the, the actual island. The sheep would be taken there by the sheep herders in Scotland. They would purposely travel on a raft to this island so their sheep can graze on the little grass that was there. Very little grass. Here, I'll show you. Do you want to take a guess why they would do that? There's grass in Scotland. Why would they come here just to graze on this little patches of grass? Um, so they wouldn't have to mow it? Because there's not any... <laughs> what? what the fuck? Sheep was... are lawnmowers, Nicole. That was a gin comment. <laughs> it was. <laughs> because there are no other predators on there. That's a good... Ge- Wait, are you? did you guys switch? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ken Jones for Halloween, remember? That is a good guess, Jen. I can't even say it. 
No, that's a good guess. But actually, I don't know if it's still like this today. But the shepherds would journey. I mean, this they had to go through treacherous water. You can see yeah. on this image. Look at the the waves batting against the side of the lighthouse. It's like cl- it's cliffs too. Yeah. So they would Ain't go no beach. and climb up this cliff with their herds of sheep because they believed that this island's grasses would give their sheep powerful gifts. And they they claimed, and this is wow. this is built into their literal way of thinking. Back in 1900, at least, they would take their sheep there if they had any maladies, including broken limbs. The grass that they fed on on this island would cure them. Wow. They would risk their life, not only their life, but their life of their entire flock of sheep just to graze on this grass. But there's one thing they wouldn't do. Stay there with the sheep? Stay there with the sheep. They may leave the sheep overnight, come back. But they would never stay there themselves, ever. So when they found out that there's going to be lighthouse keepers here, you know, they were just like, are you serious? So. Hmm. So at the beginning of December 1900, three men, Thomas Marshall, James Ducat, and Donald MacArthur arrived on the island to begin their shift. Now, here's how it works. They would stay there for three weeks then come back. Well, they would stay there for three weeks. They were dropped off. Then another ship. So that once once they're on the island, that's it. You ain't going nowhere. You can't go anywhere until your replacement ship comes and gets you. Right. But what I learned from this story is you have a lot of responsibility as a lighthouse keeper. A lot. For instance, one of the golden rules is... At least one man should always be in the lighthouse cabin at all times. So it's a matter of life and death. If that light goes out, especially now that ships know it's supposed to be there, if that light goes out and you're had you dropped the ball and you're responsible and you couldn't get it back up quick enough, people could die. People have died already there. They crash right, right into the fucking rock. They're dead. Mm-hmm. You know? So this is a very this is a very strict position these guys were given and they they weren't light they've never worked these three men never worked in the lighthouse before so how did they get that job because they were the best of the best of what they did which they spent more time on the sea in their life of 40 one of them's 50 than they have on land that's all they've done is work on vessels one of them was a captain the other one the other ones worked you know, whatever on the sea, stuff like that. They were the best of the best. Does that make sense? Yeah, mm-hmm. but that doesn't necessarily mean that they were good being lighthouse keepers. Also, there was hardly no one else that wanted the job. Let's mm. <laughs> be honest. I would say that feels like the root of it yeah. right there. But there was actually a commissioners of Northern Lights, which is at the time was the made the rules for the lighthouse keepers. And it was a very strict position. Three weeks go by and... No one knows anything, how things are going or whatever. But we do have the journal entries, and that's what we're going to be kind of reading tonight. I will say the last journal entry written by Thomas Marshall on December 15th, 1900, said, quote, Storm ended. See, calm. God is over all. End quote. That was the last communication that was recorded from any of the lighthouse keepers. Their replacement ship came three weeks later. Captain James Harvey. 
His ship was called the Hesperus. It arrives at the island with supplies and a replacement. All I could see was one replacement keeper. So I guess the other two were staying there, but a Joseph Moore was going to be the replacement for at least one. Is he related to Eileen? No, no. Moore is M-O-O-R-E. Yeah. However, and however, when you're looking at the island here, what the captain would do, I mean, he can't just pull up like a fucking Uber right to the front door, right? The captain would pull up 100 yards away or whatever. The lighthouse crew would have prepared a slip like to intake with chains and an anchor and all kinds of stuff to intake the ship. So it doesn't crash. So it can slowly be kind of maneuvered in. First, the captain has to send out a man on a little small rowboat to Mm -hmm. go and let them know that they're here. So when they get there, Joseph Moore, the replacement lighthouse keeper, gets on his rowboat and rows to the island. He notices that the slip was not prepared at all. They these, these lighthouse keepers have done nothing to prepare to intake this ship. Mm hmm. He also noticed that the light, even though that it was in working order, the actual light of the lighthouse was switched off, switched off. And he only noticed, I mean, he noticed the light was off. I mean, you can notice that. I mean, the captain noticed that. They noticed that from the nearby island. You know, they could see it. But when he got up to the, the top of the lighthouse, it was intentionally switched off. Not only that, the flagpole was bare. There was supposed to be a flag flying at all times of the lighthouse's operation. The lighthouse was supposed to be operational. It is operational. The light was off. Not only that, all three men were completely gone, vanished, without a trace. I should have probably started off with that. Joseph Moore, the replacement keeper, immediately felt, and this is from an old-ass newspaper that you can hardly barely read, but it says he felt a, quote, all encompassing sense of dread, end quote, when he gets to the island. Mm-hmm. Now, Joseph Moore, he was never superstitious at all. In fact, when he gets to the island, he doesn't actually go snoop around. He actually he goes back to get more people, you know, to, to get more of the ship's crew. Mm-hmm. I think he was scared. I would be, too. Yeah, yeah. The island is completely quiet, eerie. There's no lights. There's no crew. Why are you going to go exploring yourself? He rows back out there and gets a few more people. But he is—he said he was never superstitious at all. But he got that all-encompassing sense of dread. Now, a little bit more about the history of the lighthouse. If you see some of the photos, you can see some uh, rubble of a past civilization that lived here. Hmm. Do you see these little rubbles? Yeah. And, so if you if you look at some of the photos, I'm going to try to find a good one for you. See like this stuff. Do you see these little rubble? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So these were all, this was all inhabited in the seventh, dating back to the seventh century, wow. which is fucking like 600, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remnants of stone built homes. These homes are called Bodies, B-H-O-T-I-S, dotted the entire landscape. You can actually see them. I'll put the pictures on talkmore.com. You can see the rubble. And not only that, what was really creepy about this is there was remnants of a chapel that was turned, a chapel that was torn down. Oh. And it seemed, now no one knows anything about the people that were there prior. 
They just know that there were people there. But it seemed like they left in a in a hurry. That's what the kind of the uh, the kind of belief is with that. Mm. This is the chapel right here. Mm. That's fucking creepy, dude. It's like the only thing that's fr- yeah still looks like a structure. Once the crew gets on the island, they form a small search crew and they scour this island. They're looking for these missing missing people. Every, now, this is the, these small details are extremely important and they're well documented. Every door of the lighthouse and the crew's cabin was shut tightly. So if you go back and look at, remember how this looked? Yeah. You have a protective barrier that goes around the lighthouse. Now, this was this wasn't built, you know, in nineteen in nineteen fifty. This was built. This was here. All this stuff was here. This uh, these are rocks, a rock wall. So if you go up in here into the lighthouse itself, you have the crew's cabin, the lighthouse keeper's cabin. Every door was shut tightly except the kitchen. The kitchen door was the only one in the lighthouse that was open. There were fo- there was food on the kitchen table, and it looked like it was prepared but never eaten. So there's food on the, and this is very important. Was the food rotten or was it? It was yeah. It's been a couple of days okay. before that, and that's one of the reasons they know like something happened days ago. A single coat hung on the rack. Which was also really concerning because there's really high winds here, and it's in Scotland, right? Yeah, it's f in Scotland. In it's December. cold in December. Yeah, so you have three crew members, three lighthouse keepers, three coats. You don't bring anything you don't need. You don't bring designer coats to wear out at the club. There is no club. You bring what you need. So everyone should have been wearing a coat. So why is there one coat hanging up? Why is there food left on the table? It's also important to say. That every clock on the wall, every clock in that lighthouse had ceased ticking. Whoa, that's weird. (laughs) Were they all at the same time? (laughs) I I couldn't find that. I wanted to find a paper that said that because I wanted to say that so bad, but I could not find that. It just said cease ticking. I mean, so let's just Hmm. say, yeah, all at fucking three, three, three something. Interesting. Besides one overturned chair in the kitchen, nothing else was amiss. Hmm. So it's almost like someone was about to sit down to eat. The other two were up tending to the lighthouse and whatever happened happened and it knocked the guy out of the chair and just swept the other guys out of the lighthouse. Yeah, but the food is still there. What do you mean swept out? Like whatever yeah, if you're, if mysterious you're a, forces. Okay. Because a lot of people think it's a big wave, but you got to remember the food is still on the table. It hadn't been touched. Yeah. If there was a big wave, it would have took that food down. This is gonna, I'm, I'm going to get to this. It's going to be important. If you want to read this, Nicole, this is from Captain James Harvey. This is the telegram, the ship that pulled up to replace him. This is what he sent immediately. A dreadful accident had happened at Flannan's. The three keepers, Ducat, Marshall, and the Occasional, have disappeared from the island. (laughs) The Occasional. (laughs) He didn't even know his name. (laughs) The Occasional. On our arrival the afternoon, no sign of life was to be seen on the island. Fired a rocket, but as no response was made, managed to land more, who went up to the station but found no keepers there. I'm kind of flipping between Scottish and Irish. You're doing good. 
The clocks are stopped at the other signs and indicated that the accident must have happened about a week ago. Poor fellow, they must have blown over like... Now I'm doing English. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> this guy must be wasted. <laughs> blown, over, <laughs> blown over the cliffs or drowned trying to secure a train or something like that. That's Irish, isn't it? No, she's doing, she's falling okay. back to Scottish. Okay, I got you. <laughs> I don't do Scottish too often. Night coming on, we cannot wait to make something as to their fate. You see that last line? Night coming on. We're not fucking staying up yeah. in this bitch, dude. <laughs> we ain't investigating any further. Yeah. Let's talk about these log books. So the last one was when? December what? 15th. Uh, yeah. And it said the storm is over. God is over all. The storm is over. Everything's calm. God's protected us. You know, I'm going to the club. That's what it said. <laughs> Okay, December 12th, two, I want to put 2009. What the fuck? <laughs> December 12th, 2009. Wow. <laughs> oh, recent. December 12th, 1900. One of the lighthouse keepers, Thomas Marshall, penned this note on December 12th. It said, quote, severe winds, the likes of which I have never, damn it, now I kind of want to do your accent. Here, you read it. Severe winds, like the likes of which I had never seen before. The island that can see the light to the right of it reported no strong winds during their stay, reported no storms. Now, that doesn't mean a storm couldn't manifest itself. But from what I saw, the thinking was if it manifested itself, it went right over the island, the the right over the men, the lighthouse, and then it dissipated after it did its damage. If now, because a lot of people believe that this was a storm that did this, but I'm going to tell you, I don't think it was. I don't think it was at all. Unless they were like all outside. Uh, so I was just about to say, and like, but they wouldn't be out all outside. The- they, that, that is one of the reasons they can't be out, out all outside. They, they, none of them should be outside of the lighthouse. Like they could be in the crew cabin or the kitchen, but one man must always remain in the lighthouse cabin. That is the golden rule. They know that if someone dies because the light goes off and they're not up there, that, I mean, they could be hanged for that. Like that's, mm. that's a crime. Yeah. That's a huge crime. Uh, anyway, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. What are you saying? No, I was saying what? like maybe they were standing outside. So like if everything is intact, generally inside, they were maybe they were like blown away yeah, on the island. That's what I was thinking. Maybe two of them were outside standing on the cliff and there was like gusty winds and the one guy was about to sit down and eat dinner and was like, oh no, my friends, they're going to get blown away. And or he, he saw them from the lighthouse tower. Yeah. And he like ran to go get them and he got blown away too. Keep in mind that Eileen Moore itself, just the island. And let me go back and show you a picture just so you guys can understand this. This is the island. Do you see how tall? Yeah. If you fall, you did. Yeah. Yeah. If you fall, you're dead. But could a storm actually come and sweep over here T- to the the lowest part of this island? What I'm showing you now is 150 feet in the air. 150 feet is just 
to get on the island, not to mention the lighthouse, the top of the lighthouse where he should have been. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying, so a lot of people, I mean, what's the, what's the alternatives here? Well, I don't think it's a wave because if it was, it would have probably broken the glass of the house and there would have been damaged or there water was, damage. That's a good, that's a good point. There was some damage. The Western dock platform was severely damaged. It's safety railings that were attached. You know how they would attach safety railings? Mm-hmm. So like the, how would they, how would they secure those? They, you know, the, the island is made up of rock. So they, they drill holes that go right through the down to the center of the rock Mm -hmm. and this safety railing all the rails are drilled directly into the rock half of the rails were completely ripped out like a big old zeus came and ripped out the safety railings so half of them were ripped out they knew something and most likely if you don't believe in supernatural stuff you would think yeah that was severe winds and yeah that sounds could it have been a local well no if it was on the house, never mind. I was going to say, could it have been like a localized tornado at the other end of the island? But that doesn't make sense because it would take out the house if it was messing with the safety rails. Now, to support the storm theory, a massive tidal wave sweeping out the crew is a possibility. One lighthouse keeper witnessed this two decades later. So 20 years later... Another lighthouse keeper is in the same lighthouse. Okay, this is crazy. A massive storm brought a 300, 300, oh, it was like 280, but 280 foot wall of water. Think about that. How, I mean, that is, that is like a fucking, almost like a skyscraper, man. That's like on that movie, was it Day After Tomorrow, where you just see the big wall you know, and then you see Godzilla fucking coming mm-hmm. up and shit. That is tall. He was this guy. This two two decades later, he was actually in the lighthouse, and he almost got swept away at the very top of the lighthouse. It damaged all of the internals in the lighthouse. It was so, and it almost swept him out. It completely engulfed the whole island. So it could happen, but if that was the case, then. It would have destroyed everything. There wouldn't be food on the table and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. right? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. The pressure of the water is too great. Now, this is from uh, Robert Moorhead. Get it out, Moorhead. We weren't going there, John. (laughs) This is from his official report. He believes that it was a wave. I'm of the opinion that the most likely explanation of this disappearance of the men is that they had all gone down on the afternoon of Saturday, 15 December, to the proximity of the West Landing to secure the box with the morning ropes, etc., and that an unexpectedly large rotor had come up the island and a large body of water had gone up higher than where they were coming and de- up and coming down upon upon them has swept them up away with resistless force i like that word roller i'm gonna start using that when i'm at the beach yo look at that roller they see me rolling (laughs) (laughs) so this guy this commissioner says that on the 15th which remember that one journal entry was on the 15th it Mm -hmm. said the storm is over yeah everything's fine Mm -hmm. now it's not really those that give this story 
the creepy appeal. It's the it's the other journal entries right before this. Uh uh-uh. Marshall Thomas Mar, he's the one that's writing the journal, wrote that James Ducat was usually the the big guy, the boisterous one, always funny, you know, just always lighthearted. The guy that would like punch you in the shoulder and kind of be a dick, but you know, he laughs about it. Very outgoing. He wrote in his journal that he began to completely withdraw. Now, this is before everyone swept away or what. There's nothing wrong besides them being there for two weeks now. He completely withdrawed and was no longer speaking. And this is straight from the newspaper. Quote, no longer speaking or acknowledging the other crew members. Really? And there's only two left. So it's Marshall and the other guy. This guy is... You would talk to him, and it's like he wasn't even there. He would just, you know, just not be and, and there. And this is in the guy's journal? In the journal yeah, yeah, this is in the journals. What if what if he murdered two of them and then jumped off the cliff? Well, so that's that's the that's one of the big theories. I think that's where the that movie may go to. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie. Marshall described an unusual low morale of his crew and that Donald MacArthur, which he was the, the gruff one considered the gruffest of the bunch. The one that, uh, the one that had the mustache. They all had the mustache. (laughs) No, but the big mustache. (laughs) Donald MacArthur, the one that, uh, this is nothing for me. And, and keep in mind, these guys each have been out on the sea for 40 fucking years. They, they were born right on the poop deck. Yeah, they came right out on the poop deck. And they just want to say poop deck. Donald MacArthur considered the gruffest set in the corner sobbing for days. Oh, boy. So, all right. Oh, dear. Thomas stir crazy. Thomas Marshall. I mean, it could be seasonal depression. Yeah. You know, they're they're all up in the north. Yeah. It's dark. Not a lot of daylight. For two weeks? No. Why not? They have plenty of food. And Thomas Marshall, luckily, he wrote all this down in his journal. Like I said, James Ducat began completely withdrawing and not speaking to anyone, and it looked like he wasn't even there anymore. The gruffest of the bunch, Donald MacArthur, for days, did nothing but sit in the corner sobbing. So obviously no one's in a fucking lighthouse doing their goddamn duty. Everyone's crying and shit. Mm. You know? All right. That's fucking creepy. (laughs) Logbook entry, December 15th. He wrote that all three men got together and prayed. Now, this is right before he wrote the God is overall. Mm-hmm. Right before that, all three men got together and prayed together. And that morale, quote, morale was now severe at a severely low point. The last words penned by Marshall stated, quote, storm ended, sea calm, God is overall, end quote. I wonder if that was a metaphor for like him killing the two people like like the storm over of them of them being like low morale storm over sea calm is like okay i'm at peace with my decision and then god is overall no passing ships because there were ships that use the lighthouse and i mean there was there's pretty heavy heavy traffic i mean you know ships go it's not like freaking amazon's delivering or shit but it's 
you know, a ship every other day or whatever. None of the ships reported any heavy storms in any of the areas that they went through at all. No storm at all. So the mm. especially of one of such a serious nature. So even the one even the storm that they're referring to in the journal may not have actually happened. Exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. And that brings me to my next point, because oh. one of the theories, one of the prominent theories, and this is goes into the psychology, is that the storm was actually a product of low morale, isolation, dread and impending doom. Mm. The storm, it was a storm. It was brutal, but it was in your head. Yeah. Type of shit. Like a, like hallucination. That's fucking crazy. Uh-huh. There's um, another theory that madness set over one of the men and murdered everyone, then jumped off, like Jen said. So, and that's about all the theories. This is a cool little newspaper here. Hmm. Hmm. I pulled a lot of it from this. I don't know... What well, is from the 1900s? I don't know what paper. I have to go back and look at my notes. But what do you guys think? What do you guys think? You think it was just a storm? No, I I don't know. I whatever it is, it's spooky. So a lot of people, a lot of people think that the ghost of Saint Flannan d- didn't want the the lighthouse there, and that interrupted you know his spirits or whatever the fuck. And if you believe that stuff, there is. I mean, you, but. It is documented that shepherds, sheep herders would not stay the night mm. there at all, but they would risk their life to go have their sheep's graze there. Mm. Like that, that little um, stuff is what really gets it, man. Yeah. And and the rubble of the church and stuff like that. I had put something in my notes that said uh, something to the effect of you know, Saint Saint Flan and um, damn it, what I say? It was so good. Fuck. It was. Uh, Something about him still being there. God damn it. I wish I fucking had that shit. Anyway, what do you guys think? Spooky. Yeah. That was a great Halloween story. Yeah. Yeah, it is Halloween here. And uh, we're about to get some trick-or-treaters. Yep. Life-size candy bars at our house. Come King and get size. Them. Oh, God, life size. Which, wow. <laughs> life size. Oh, fuck. Would you imagine? That means next year we all have to dress up as candy bars, like the Hershey, like, like you know, the Hershey yes. mascot. You know what really pisses me off is this fucking fun size. Every time I get one that says fun size, I'm like, this isn't fucking fun. This should be called mean size. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. But anyway. Is it just me or does the fun size candy taste different? What? Oh, I don't uh, know. Mm, like, I just feel like it just has a little bit of a different. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, uh, which one in particular? Reese's. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I bet you there, there's someone out there that agrees with you and someone's going to be able to tell us what it is. Maybe. But that's the story. I hope you guys liked it. Kind of short. I mean, that's very good. Besides the creepy newspapers, and I, I want to. I guess we'll go watch the movie. Yeah, if you guys want or whatever. I do. I, I do. It. I guess it follows it. Said it did. We'll find. I don't out. know. I, I didn't research the movie. I know it's got William Defoe in it, and he needs to redeem himself for that Van Gogh movie he made. <laughs> he also William Defoe isn't he? Didn't he play the Green Goblin in the Spider Man movies? Did. He did. 
Yep. I like, uh, yeah, he's a good actor. Anyway, that's all I got. This is Talk Murder Me podcast, a little different. Uh, murder. I don't know. What do you think? Go talkmurder.com. Tell me. Was it murder? Was it the ghost of St. Flannan? Was it. Were they just all fucking drunk? I mean, you, you heard Jen talking, d- doing the journal entries. They were obviously fucking wasted. Or maybe it's just <laughs> me who can't read. <laughs> but anyway, that's Talk Murder to Me podcast. We'll see you uh, next time. Be sure to subscribe. We put out episodes Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays now. We're trying to hit old 300 before December 31st. So if that's all, my name is John. And until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people.